Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Elise with the assist. Welcome back to season two. I think it's like episode 46 of the Houston Dynapod podcast. I am Finister, and with me is Joey Stats. What's up, Joey? What's up, guys? Not much. Man, we put about 25 minutes of a show together. Was it about a week ago? It was exactly a week ago. Yeah, at this time. Fucking knock on wood. And (laughs) 25 minutes in, my computer decided to shit itself. And it told me it needed to be reset. And I lost all of it. And we had Chipito on here, which uh knowledgeable man. It's a shame that that shit lost. And then I'm sitting there on my phone telling you guys what's going on. He's like, what can we do? It's like, nothing. I got to fucking reset everything. So I had to reinstall everything, which is great because I don't know all my passwords. <laughs> so, so I got to remember all my email passwords too because I had to reset them constantly. All right, man. Let's go. Let's go Dynamo first. Yeah. Yep. This is this is the World Cup edition. This was supposed to come before the US got knocked out by Netherlands. But now that it's over. Now that yeah, it's we over don't, I don't got to make a fool of myself predicting the US win now, so like all right, you know what? Let's just go into the World Cup because we're talking about it. I never thought we'd beat them. You got a lot of people were upbeat. Like if when I look at that roster and I see Van Dyke and Ake and I look at who we have up front they're not going to beat them. The fact that, yes, we could have had more than a goal. So could they. But the fact that you have those two guys in the middle and our best attackers, Christian Pelusic, who despite being cleared, I'm positive, wasn't at 100%. And not having who I thought was our best striker in the tournament, Josh Sargent. I did. I thought he was better than uh, – who else played there? Ferreira and uh, – How'd you write? Haji. Yeah. No, I thought – Sergeant was he looked good. He's a, he's a good player. He, he wasn't even available. No. So we went into the final with I would I would say two of our top 3 attackers either out or coming off an injury. And I mean look, they subbed in Steven Bergwijn. Bergwijn. We subbed in like who the fuck did we sub in? Reina. Gio Reina. That there's I know Reina is a phenomenal talent. Berkwine's ahead of him right now. And he came off the bench. That's Stevie. Stevie's got Premier League goals. Stevie scored twice on Leicester in 65 fucking seconds. He's got some magic in them feet. But uh, overall, Joey, what did you think of the U.S.'s uh, performance in the World Cup? I thought it was good, not great. It was pretty much what I expected. Are you uh, are you pro, Greg, or are you get Greg out of my uh, national team? Um, I'm pro Greg in the sense that I like him, but I don't think he should get another go. I think he did a good job, but I like changing the coach every cycle, no matter what. I mean, unless we like win the World Cup, right? Which that's that might not happen in our lifetime, maybe yours. Fingers crossed. And you know, even um, uh, even another podcast I listened to from England, they were talking about the U.S. and they were they made the comment that eventually. They think that we will dominate world soccer like we do every other sport. And they said this was like a this was just like a, a breaking in the boys, this tournament. Like this was this was never going past the round of 16 for me. Even if we'd have drawn Senegal, 
the best team we had a chance against was Switzerland, and there was no way we were going to play them. We could beat Switzerland. I don't think we could beat anybody else on this stage, including Morocco. Obviously, I Spain. Could, could I think beat. we could beat uh, Senegal. I think that they're too pacey and strong. They're 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 not like clinical, but man, those guys can run. I think we could have beat Poland too. I uh, see. I I liken Poland to the Netherlands, whereas the Netherlands you have the best center back in the world. Poland has the second best striker in the world. <clears throat> Although Kylian Mbappe and Erling Holland are making a case, Mbappe's been phenomenal. Oh, he's been so good. That goal he scored against Poland, the one where that near post finish, oh, it was beautiful. Dude, his pace is unfucking real. Mm-hmm. Like he will run all the way around and still beat the defender to the ball. His pace is absolutely insane. And he's on the wing. Imagine if they had Benzema. I don't think it would matter much. Drude's been damn good. So yeah, but Benzema's better, and Benzema's a true striker. Olivier's got to he's drop deep, and you let Griezmann run up, which is is fine. But man, Benzema's a. a yeah. I, Benzema's the head World Cup with with no Bazen, Benzema. Yeah, but I think if you ask like not ten people, most would take Benzema. Oh, for sure. I think Giroud works works well for how France plays, though. Yeah, the he fits, likes him. He fits the system. And uh, so back to the U.S. All right, as soon as we were knocked out, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like my Twitter only shows me negative stuff, because today I posted like. Two things about not being happy that Brittany Griner was traded for an international arms dealer. And now I'm getting all like <clears throat> GOP advertisements and fucking misogynistic racist <laughs> tweets in my feed. I'm like, yo, fucking look at my look at everything when you do your algorithm. It's not that's not where I stand. I just don't believe in trading an athlete who knowingly broke the laws for a guy who's helped murder a lot of fucking people. I don't even know the number, but I know they made a movie about him. Anyway, everybody's like a lot of people are like Burhalter out. How who who would have brought us past the Netherlands? What realistic coach? I mean, even let's be unrealistic. Is there a coach, Joe? I know you're going to say yes. Is there a coach on this planet currently available who could have tactically defeated the Netherlands and defeated them on the scoreboard? Currently available. Hmm. They got Zidane, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think Zidane can. But you look at what he did, and he did it with the biggest payroll in the world. Yeah, and that's not that's not what we really got. And I, I like. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think Carter Vicker should have started. I liked him. But I like I him know. too. I think Zimmerman played really well, though. I think Reem was the one who had a bad game. See, Reem always has scared me because of his pace. He's extremely slow. He's 35 years old. He's going to be slow. I thought thought Zimmerman played a pretty solid game. He did. After the first game, I was like, ooh. Or the the Wales game with the penalty. I was like, ah, man. But when he came on late, he got that big, beautiful head on a lot of balls in the box and cleared him. Oh, against Iran? Yeah. Yeah. He dominated that that game. Dude, that felt so good beating them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we're not perfect, but they're real fucked up over there. And this shit in Qatar, I, I've seen the only woman I've seen in any commercial involving Qatar is a child. In the one where it's like the carpets fly in and it's like World Cup Qatar. Yeah, yeah. I don't see any women. Like, how did this happen? Fraud, right? Bribery. 
Yeah, it was bribery. Like, come the fuck on. And I cannot get over how much, A, the commissioner of FIFA looks like Daniel Levy from Tottenham and Mr. Bean had a baby. <laughs> He's got those big ass eyebrows and everything else looks like Daniel Levy or Eugene Levy and Daniel Levy. Levy. Is it Levy? Eugene Levy, Levy? I think. Le- Levy and Levy. Okay. Uh, your club. No, Daniel Levy, but Eugene, it's Eugene Levy, the actor. Oh, okay. It's uh, the dad in American Pie with the big eyebrows. Shit's Creek. Okay. That's Eugene yep. Levy. Yeah, the commissioner. And he's motherfucker always wears sneakers with his suits. Like the shoes make the outfit, man. What's some fly gators so on? true. Dude, I see it all the time. Like I see people that have a suit on and then sneakers. I'm like, yo, if your last name, if you're not in the NBA, don't do that. <laughs> like that's a fashion thing but when you're a an object like that put on some nice shoes i know you got the money guitar gave you a bunch oh yeah so i'm kind of torn on burhalter because i think he he didn't punch above his weight but he didn't underperform my expectations i don't think he's the coach that will get us any further than the quarters I'll be honest. I think in 2026, we'll make it to the quarterfinals. I'm saying it right now. Will this podcast be around? It depends on how many more Britney Grinder tweets I put out there because now I'm a racist and misogynist, but what the fuck ever. I think the quarterfinals are as far as we go, no matter what. But it's going to open up the game to more people. And that's what happened in 2002. You look at that club, which, by the way, Greg Berhalter played on. They got to the quarters. And you add the time from then to now. And there are players on our men's team who were alive when that happened that are play for our men's team. The best we did was 1930. We finished third. That was our best finish ever. Semifinals. But I, I don't oh, know who you... I think you... we could definitely go farther next time. Definitely. You think semifinals for the US of A is possible? Yeah. Well, what positions do do we need to find talent at? Striker, obviously. And center back. Oh, striker. Yeah, probably striker. I mean, I think they need to change the midfield. I think Greg is just so obsessed with the Musa Adams McKinney midfield. And I think it just doesn't work in games that we're dominating. It's I think it works really well against teams like England who are gonna see most of the ball. But even in like a game against the Netherlands where we kind of dominated possession, they wanted us to have the ball. It's just so stagnant. It doesn't create enough chances. I mean, it's really good at counter-pressing. It's really good defensively. But, see, I, I think mean, you've got to get Rainer Aronson in there. I think the midfield is our strongest point. It It, it is and it isn't. I think it is in that terms was... of keeping the ball, counter-pressing, playing defense. But in terms of going forward, it's really weak. I mean, McKenney makes can make runs in the box and score, but Musa, when it comes to breaking down a defense, he's almost kind of useless at times. Yeah, he had a phenomenal tournament, though. A lot of, he, he did. He really he, raised he, his profile. He reminds me a lot of Coco, where he's just an absolute runner in transition, and he's unstoppable, but when he has to play against a deep line, he really shows his weakness. Would you Would you trade Coco for Musa? I would. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely would. Didn't have any Dynamo players on the uh, the men's team this go round, but in yeah, unfortunately, in eight, eight, what, eight, two eight last years? time, right? Beasley, Beasley. Oh, Beasley wasn't on the team. He came right after the World Cup. But Beasley and Davis. Oh yeah, 
And Jeff, Jeff Cameron was on there too, but he wasn't Dynamo at the time. Geoff, Geoff Cameron. Uh, but you know, I I think eight years from now, Brooklyn Reigns maybe he'll be twenty four. That's crazy, motherfucker. Sixteen. It could happen. I think he's damn good. So I think he's got dude. He's, Castilla, he's unfortunately won't represent us. He represents no. Colombia. Ah, uh, I'd represent whoever I had a better chance of playing for. Or at least getting there. Columbia is usually pretty solid, but this not this uh not Columbia, this go around. They didn't even qualify. Yeah. No, I know. It's that's it's odd. Costa Rica made it. Yeah, I don't think they have, they don't, they don't have a very strong team right now. Well, they got two decent center backs, Sanchez and Mina. Mina? Yuri Mina? I like them too. Yeah, Yuri Mina, the Everton guy. Yeah. They have that guy Genk, was named Cuesta. He's pretty good. The hell of a name, but Morocco's the uh, Morocco's the darling of this tournament right now. I, I love. I knew it. I caught it. I said, they're going to beat Spain. Spain's going to choke. They take try to ticky tock at the ball into the net. I knew one of Morocco or Switzerland were going to win that day because there hasn't been an upset yet until that point in the round of sixteen, and there's always one. So it was going to be either Switzerland or Morocco. And Switzerland got pounded. Yeah. I don't understand Switzerland. They have a really weird team. They play Xhaka really deep, and I don't understand it. I hate him. It Arteta puts like puts on a platter for this coach to use Xhaka in the way Arteta does, and he keeps using Xhaka like Arsene Wenger did as like a deep, deep playmaker, and it just doesn't work. It's not his role. He needs to get in the box. I still hate him, but he's usually good for two yellows or a red. He's usually the one that's going to do some boneheaded move. Yeah, people but, say that. He hasn't gotten sent off in a while. No, it's coming. It's coming. He's been close a couple of times. Shakiri's pretty fiery too, man. He reminds me yeah. of Shaka. He reminds me of Shaka when I watch him, which is also why I don't like him. He is so damn good for Switzerland. Well, he's only like, Switzerland. He's like one of their highly touted players, and he barely played for the fire this year. Yeah, I remember when he broke out of Munich. He was so good. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm happy with the U.S.'s performance. I uh, the England match, that was that was fine. That was good for me because I didn't know who to root for. Uh, the Wales match we should have won, and the Iran match should not have been as close as it was. But we did park that bus at the end. No, that's worked. my point about the midfield. You know, games against Wales and Iran. Lots of possession, but not really, not many chances. Because that's how, because that's how, how that midfield is set up. It's not set up to create chances; it's set up to dominate possession. Because all three are pretty much, they're pretty much sixes. Like they all play uh, the six at some point. Adams does. Uh, Musa's a little more forward, or not Musa. McKenney's a little more forward-minded. He gets in the box a lot. He kind of plays that Ramsey role. He makes those late runs in the box constantly. Yeah, but he's he's still like, to me, he's still more of a six. I think he's just. I think he's a full box to box. I mean, if I were to drop anyone in that midfield for Aronson or Reina, it'd probably be Musa. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not dropping Tyler Adams. And I, I mean, I freaking love Musa, but I would. I really think that was the biggest mistake was starting all three together. I think you take Musa out, and probably Reina there or Aronson, we we would still dominate possession because Adams and McKenney are everywhere, and right. I think I think the chances just come more often. The Reina thing's interesting because nobody really knows why he wasn't playing. But Pelusic, he doesn't play the same spot as Pelusic, but Pelusic is better. And on the right, 
Way is not bad. He's really not. Was Way really frustrating me against Iran and the Netherlands? I thought he was awful in both those games, but the first two games he was really good. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna be off form, but when Geo came in, he looked good. And for, don't forget, in four years, Way is gonna be four years older. Sergeant's gonna be four years older. They're all gonna be peaking. This whole fucking team, aside from Tim Reed, mm-hmm. is going to be at their peak. And we need to find a way to get Aronson on the field too. He's got to earn it. You know, obviously there's something there that they see because you know we don't we don't privilege all the information that he fits more tactically, but. When you're behind and you put him in, it creates a spark. But I guess it's how you want to play. You want to be pragmatic. You want to be on the front foot. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have, you're gonna dominate possession so much, you want to be on the front foot. You want to have more attacking players. You'd think, but man, a lot of our touches were very heavy. Yeah, very heavy. And I was like, this looks like an MLS team right now. Yeah, way his way his touches were awful in those last two games. Same with Anthony Robinson. I still like I still like our left and right back. I thought Dest Robinson for all the defensive woes. These two man, they were up and down the field non fucking stop. It, that's what happens, and I think that's a part of why we saw that midfield because he ran the shit out of Robinson and Dest. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not the biggest Dest guy, but I will give it. He played a pretty good tournament. Yeah, I'm not sure about the hair, but the performance was there. Pelusic was Captain America. As like or Captain America, as one of these guys. Did you see that video? <laughs> yes. How's Christian's penis, <laughs> dude? That must have fucking hurt. Like I oh, saw it. Sure. I saw it. And I was like, oh, he got hit in the balls. I was watching it with my son, and he goes, yeah, he did. He goes, that hurts. <laughs> like we knew, like he got hit in the nads, man, hundred percent. But he's fine. I just don't think we'll see any little pelusages for a while. So yeah. I know Greg's renegotiating his contract. I imagine if he stays. Um, it was confirmed that that wasn't true. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, either way. Said like, it, I think Twelman reported that, that it wasn't true. He's too pretty to be right. Yeah. Oh, I hate, I hate Twelman anyway, but. How did people like, uh, did Alexi Lalas win any fans over? With all the coverage he had? <laughs> See, I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion, but I really like Lexi Lawless. I don't mind him. I don't care. You know what I mean? And so many people just absolutely despise that guy, and I do not get it. It's because he's so America. Yeah, that's why I like him so much. He's so unapologetically patriotic, and I think it's awesome. But he's not patriotic in a dickhead way. Like, the election was stolen. Like, he's not like that. No, or, no. He or just, like he, He's just biased towards... His his country towards his league towards his players, and there's nothing really wrong with that. No, I don't mind him whatsoever. I really don't mind Twelman either. I don't really mind any of them. I mind the fucking the dudes from Austin, the little striker reporters. They just, they, I'm not even gonna fucking talk about them because I'll just get mad and say <laughs> something I regret. I, I I'm I've never been a big fan of Twelman, especially from him as a player. He has some beef with the Dynamo, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's understandable. Kicked his ass in two cups, so. I thought so. He was the golden boy of New England at the time, wasn't he? Yep, him and Dempsey. Oh, Dempsey. I like Clint Dempsey. I still think I he's... Love... Oh, Dempsey, Dempsey on uh, the World Cup coverage. He was funny. I still think he's the best U.S. soccer player of all time. Lucic has a long way to go, but Clint Dempsey... Uh, I would say Donovan. 
You put Landon Donovan over Clint? Yeah. Oh, man. I like Clint. Clint did a lot more, I think. And yeah, I, th- be- I think if Donovan, if you if you put, you could put Donovan on any top European team in his day and he would not look out of place. Dempsey still got all his hair, though. He's got a fashionable beard. It's true. Yeah, Don- Donovan's going to have to cut that off soon. Donovan looks like an accountant. He's got that. He's got little eyes. But he, he he's been losing his hair like that for years. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he own? He's looked like that since like two thousand eight. He owns part of a USL club, doesn't he? San Diego. Sacramento. San Diego. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And they're pushing to get them in uh, San Diego. They, they're trying to get an MLS expansion team out there. I hope not. I don't want to see another California team. I mean, San Diego's a huge market. You got Tijuana right there. And granted, you got the Tijuana. At, at the club that plays there, but still, dude, I'd, MLS, rather, I'd rather Vegas, New Mexico, or Phoenix. Vegas has a pretty good crowd. I've been to a game out there, USL game. You're gonna yeah. see. I mean, it was a ten thousand seat stadium. It was about sold out. But uh, MLS is going to advance to the point that they're gonna have to break it into like two leagues. At the way they're growing, and how many cities could actually host a team? Because you're only looking to see fifteen to twenty five thousand people in most cities. That's totally doable. There's a lot of cities you could fucking do that. I in. think they're going to keep expanding, but I think instead of the pro relegation, I think they should just do more divisions than just east and west. Yeah, I mean the the, the relegation and promotion will never fucking happen. I'll tell oh, you right I now. Don't, I don't want it to happen. If USL did that, well, that's because we're Dynamo fans. Because we'd been fucking relegated <laughs> three years in a row. We'd be like Sunderland right now. Oh, for sure. Everyone wants pro relegation, but then as soon as it happens and their team gets relegated, they're going to start crying. So now I will tell you, if USL did promotion and relegation, I would stop watching MLS, hundred fucking percent. And USL wouldn't do it because they had the championship. They got one, two, one and two. They got three leagues they could rotate for, and then you got all those little shit leagues underneath it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have the money to get it done. Ah, oh, but man, it would be MLS great. MLS is just too big at this point. Dude, I'm telling you, if USL did that, they would pull people like me who love the European style of football. And we, I would I would immediately start a well, – who is the, the USL club here? There's like three of them, Albion Hove and the, the Bay Area Oilers and the AC Houston, sir. I would immediately fucking start following one of them. I mean, I really like USL. I mean, I follow support New Mexico United. They're great. Yeah, I love watching the USL games. I love the shitty camera angles and the terrible, like, out of focus and the fact that you can hear almost everything. I love it. So, Joey, who's winning the World Cup? I'm going to go with... I'm going to say it's going to be Argentina. Really? I think yep. Argentina is going to lose to Netherlands. Ooh, I think no way. Oh, there's totally a way. Their names are Van Dyke and Ake. Totally a way. And, I just you know, don't see it. If the Netherlands beat Argentina, do you think that would change the minds of some people with Berhalter? No, I think Berhalter haters just hate him and hate yep. him for whatever he does. I agree so. 100%. It's like that's – and to me that's like – it's like the worst type of person. Like you won't object. You're you're admitting that you're unwilling to objectively look at a situation. Hey, if the Netherlands won the fucking thing, they'd still be like Berhalter shit should have played Geo. Oh, Berhalter could win the World Cup and people would still want him at. Yeah, but a lot less would. 
People just hate him. <laughs> They'd be like, we could have won by four if you weren't so park if you weren't pragmatic. Yeah. Oh, we only won two one. We I want to win five one. It's a win. A win is a win. Get every win the game, keep everybody healthy. Well, that's why people the next were at the gold cup. People were like, Oh, we won the gold cup, but was it convincing? Who cares? A trophy's a trophy. Until this team starts playing in uh what is it, Copa America? We are playing. I believe we are playing in next Cup America. Until we are regulars in that, you can never say that. I could never say to you honestly, we can win a World Cup. We do not see the best of the best down south of Panama. That's where they are. You got Colombia. You got Argentina. You got Brazil. You got fuck. You got there's a lot down there. Venezuela, Peru. They're not great, but still, they're Peru's not pretty good. They're not like uh, fucking Baja Bermuda. But just got like thirty thousand people on the island. Yeah, we're not going to get that much better playing Haiti. No, you got to get into these these ones with the South American teams and play them. And I know, like that's, got... that's what the rumor was. I think twenty twenty four, the U.S., Canada, yeah. and Mexico were going to be in it. I've seen that. Canada was disappointing. Mexico is just old. And I'm telling you right now, I'm glad Tata didn't come here after that shit. Oh yeah, and Mexico did not look good at all. A few people changed their minds on Tata after seeing this. They're like, you know what? I don't want him. And that's cool. I can't remember who it was. One of the Dynamo faithful. I was I was very... Hector didn't play very well either. Uh, I thought... I thought he was pretty good against Poland. He wasn't great against Argentina. He had that one, that one moment against Poland where he got to kind of the edge of the box got out wide and had that really nice cross and that got saved. Yeah, and if he's but, doing that against teams like Montreal and San Jose, there's yeah. a lot more of those chances. That's what I mean he, he that's looked, what he did against Dallas. He looked below average at the international level, but did they even win a match? They yeah, won they one. beat Saudi Arabia. They, you beat Saudi Arabia. Kudos. Kudos, which I'm glad they won because Saudi Arabia Condones the killing of journalists. Hector didn't even play that one. Yeah, which makes it even worse. It's like shit. They won without him. I think that one made sense because they had to. They were looking probably at trying to advance on goal difference, so they're winning a little more attacking lineup. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, where are we at now? You know, you said you got who did you say was winning Argentina? Ah, fuck. Yeah, dude. I picked France, but they're playing England, so I can't do that now. So I'm going Brazil. I just think they've looked so poised and so turned on and so dangerous. I don't see, see I, got, I, I got Brazil losing tomorrow. Who are they playing? Croatia. They see, Croatia could beat them because Croatia play physical discipline football. Mm-hmm. But they are old as fuck. I don't see how they're going to keep up with them. They, they yeah. have to they have to get stuck in early and and rough them up they were old but, last time too yeah but they're four years older now like 34 to 38 was a big change Joey yeah 36 to 40 was a big change tiny right now 40 fucking sucks I can't even go out all the time without getting a goddamn flu my brother <laughs> dude my brother had my brother and his pregnant wife both have covid which is like fucking Jeez. scary yeah scary so Hopefully everything turns out well for him. But um, with Brazil, I think, I think it kind of like 2014. They were looking so dominant, so good at a point, and then 
They, they got into, and they, yeah, they ran into Germany and got killed. A big, I feel like physical strong team. I feel like Brazil. I th- I just I feel like they're gonna disappoint. I don't see it happening. They haven't played well at the world. Well, they have played well, but they haven't gotten it done at the World Cup in a long time. Well, I think this might be the time because even their backup striker, Jesus, and this is not a knock on Arsenal. The backup striker, um, Jesus, would start for most of the teams in the World Cup. You know? He probably should start for Brazil. No, stop. Oh, he's better than Richarlison. Come on. He's not. If he was, he'd be playing. And Richarlison has scored, I would argue, with the two best goals of the tournament. Because Brazil just needs a finisher up front. That's not Jesus. That's why they play Richarlison. They don't need they don't need a creative striker up front when they have Vinny, Neymar, and Rafinha behind them. True, true. But they I just think... need Richarlison to just be a finisher, and he does that well. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? He's raised his profile. And that's good. They're talking about Spurs at the World Cup. Yeah. I'm for Maybe it. He'll score some goals for Spurs this year. Well, if he starts scoring goals for Spurs, that means Son Kane or Kulisevsky's injured. So God, the four two four would be fun with them. It'll never happen. Never. Three five two with Sonny and uh yeah, with any lose Parisich. I don't know. They got they're fucking weird, the team. It's like a four two four would really attack, but then you lose the defensive stuff, and then what do you got? Parasich and uh anyway, it's not a Spurs podcast. <laughs> All right, so on to the dynamo. Uh biggest news of the offseason, bro. Have you seen the seats are out? Yes. They're out. Yes, yes, yes. And but there was that rumor that we weren't going to be playing home for a few, for the first few games. Dude, they got to get the seats in. They might. They might. That's but that sucks because then it's it, it loads a lot of your games in the summer. And for the team, that's good. But for the fans, that is not good. Unless you're playing at eight o'clock every night, it's still hot as fuck out there. I think <laughs> the games are going to be at eight o'clock every night. I think that's what the new schedule is. It was seven or eight. They're all going to be like a consistent time every every week. <laughs> See if they do that, then the east side stands uh, will be more full. That's that's the side that bakes, man. The east side of the stadium just absolutely cooks in the sun. So does the supporter section, but the east side gets really bad. But they schedule those games later. And that can't hurt the attendance, you know. Oh, for sure. The, no more of these like earlier games, like the Austin game. Well, supposedly that, that game at like noon one. That, that was done. Uh, allegedly as well for the safety of the visiting supporters who I'm sorry, but they get in trouble everywhere they fucking go. They've had incidents all over the place. So that's just, I call bullshit. Yeah. We have some, we have some very, uh, what's the word? Energetic, passionate. We have some very passionate fans, but we don't get in trouble everywhere we go. And to be honest, we don't get in trouble unless other teams usually start it from what I, from what I hear, I wouldn't know. I'm not a supporter. I just go to the games like a regular schmuck. Mm-hmm. So let's go signings worst to first. Who's the worst signing thus far or the worst trade, the worst acquisition, including Mikhail, because that's, that's official. I but I guess Andrew Tarbell, because it's kind of just a nothing backup goalkeeper signing. See, I would put I – would, I don't think so, because do you remember when Michael Nelson came in and they scored like five times? He sucks. He's, he's <laughs> he sucks, and we know Clark is back there. Tarbell is twenty nine. 
He has a couple seasons of MLS experience under his belt. He's not great. He shut us out, if you remember. Yep. But he's not Michael Nelson. I don't, I don't know how, how great he is either, though. No, I'm not saying he's great. He's not as good as Clark, but he is a, in a different league than Michael Nelson. And that's he's going to be a backup. Yeah. So now we have a backup that if he plays, a lot of us, me personally, I'm fine with it. Like if Steve Clark gets yeah, hurt, yeah. no, I'll be pissed. I'll be upset. But like I uh, I wouldn't be sad to see Tarbuff. I wouldn't be as nervous. Nelson makes me nervous. Yeah, and it depends on what, what Tarbo we're getting too, because like at Columbus when he stepped in those games, he was great. He's been great off the bench or off the bench, backing up in Stuver in Austin. Yeah. And but you know, you look at it when he was a starter in San Jose, he was awful. That team was bad too, though. It was. It was for sure. I mean, no goalkeeper has looked good in there for a while. Well, they have Bingham before. Bingham was terrible. Who's their goalkeeper now? I don't even know. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. Kripo, 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 is that is he in Montreal? Kripo, that's LAFC's goalkeeper. Oh well, he was Canadian, or he's Canadian. Huh. Oh, it's James Marcinowski. Yeah, yeah, Marcinowski. I, uh, I'm okay with him as a backup because that's all he is. And I don't know, man. He he might be the one they're looking at to replace Clark in what is Clark a three year deal, two and one, two and an option. I think he's an option after this this year, which I can't see him staying more than three. You know, this yeah. might be the guy they're looking at to groom because he'd be 30. I don't like using the word groom. It, it makes me feel dirty. <laughs> this might be the guy they're looking to develop to replace Clark. I, I certainly hope it's not, but I know for sure it's not Michael Nelson. You know, it, could, it still could be Valdez. How old is he? 21? Valdez? I think he's younger than that. Yeah, it's not going to be him for 19. a while. He, I mean, you got to be fucking blowing the roof off the joint to make the MLS as a starting keeper at that age. Look at the ones that have done it. Where are they now? They're in Europe. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could look to the, towards the draft for a goalkeeper too. I mean, Philly and Cincinnati, that was like the smartest things they've ever done. Well, Philly's just got their shit together. Yeah. I mean, Santana for Cincinnati was a revelation this year. I still would have rather kept Joe Willis. I thought Joe Willis is better than all the keepers we have right now. Yeah, but Joe Wilson is also getting old too. Yeah, he's a couple of years younger than Steven. But so you think Tarbo yeah, was the worst? Both in the 30s. I would say the McHale signing is the worst right now. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like McHale. I do too, but five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Corey Baird was great. seven. Corey Baird was seven fifty, and he was the MLS Rookie of the Year. But McHale, that's different. Is it? I mean, money's money. Yeah, it's it's not because money's money and jam is jam. We we spend we spend imaginary money on Baird. This is real money on Mikhail. which makes it even worse, doesn't it? If it's real money I, versus I, fake, no, because it doesn't limit how much we could spend with an MLS. And then I think it shows that Ted is willing to pay some pay some bucks for some young players. I will I think say that's a great thing. I'm happy with him as Teenage Debbie's replacement to spell him or if he gets injured because he's left-footed and he's a big body. And I liked what I saw from him when we saw him in his limited action. Oh, he was probably Dose's best player this year too. Other than maybe Palomino. 
Mar- Marcelo's gone. That poor guy. He's going to be a USL championship yeah. stud somewhere. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. I'm, I just think it was it was a, a good chunk of change for a relatively unproven commodity. But they must see something, you know. They got to see something in them because this is the same GM that brought us Ferreira. Somebody posted, "This is fucking nuts." It's like, tell me you don't watch the club without telling me you don't watch the club. Somebody posted on the thing about like meet Ben Olsen. When are we going to get a a number nine? It's like motherfucker, what? Somebody legit posted, when are we going to get a solid number nine? It's like, do you not, you obviously don't watch the club. Number nine is not a spot that I don't think anybody's concerned about. No, not at all. Oh my God. But all right. Second worst. Second worst. I got Mikhail as my worst. You got Tarba. Who's number two for you? I would say Infinati Achara. Me too. I'm going to agree with you. Why? Because he's just such an unknown. I mean, we didn't really have to pay anything for him. He was free. It's just uh, and he's on a short contract with an option. So it's kind of it's like it's like Tiago. It's like Zeka. It's kind of just a low risk, possibly high reward. Get him for a year. If they suck, we move on. If they're good, you take the option. I don't think there's any way he's as bad as Tiago. Oh, probably not. Well, Tiago's also alone too. But teaming Tiago, we could just move on at this point. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, he was a, a massive but, disappointment. Yeah, I think I think Achar, I don't know too much about him. I didn't really watch a lot of Toronto last year. They were pretty boring until the Italians came in, and at that point, Achar wasn't playing as much. That's true. So I don't really have too much of an opinion on Achar. Somebody called him a cheap Fafa. I, uh, yeah, that's fine. He looks a lot stronger than Fafa. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, looks he, like looks he, up, he looks like he can body up. Looks like he can body up a back. Fafa was not ever able to body up a, you know, a left back or a right back. This motherfucker's pretty built. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. So I mean, if, if he Fafa, turns Fafa out, had the, Fafa had the leaps though. Yeah. If he turns he out, jump. I mean, to be half as good as Fafa, this is a this is a good pickup. But where, like, yeah. if we're uh, looking at him as a starter, ooh. Hope not. No, there's no way. There's no way. You say that, but this is the Houston Dynamo. We never know. We never know what they're thinking, man. The same guy ends up producing and is good enough to be a starter. Then you know who's complaining? Then. I mean, Pat did admit to the whole world that he signed Tiago based off of like YouTube highlights. So, I don't know what yeah. Pat thinks sometimes. But I think uh well, you know, again, Tiago was stupid, but like it was still just a loan, so it's not a big deal. Nelson was a good one. I, I'm pretty high on Quinones. I don't think he's ready to start for us yet. But I think this guy is the gap the stop gap between whoever the other starter is and Nelson. But I think you're gonna see I wouldn't I would imagine we see Nelson and Achara have the same amount of minutes this year. Maybe I mean I think Nelson probably gets more. Well, it also depends because Nelson he is gone in June if we don't make him permanent. Uh, I fucking hope we do. That would be a that would be good. I like him. I really do. And I believe that would make him a U twenty two signing if we do make him permanent. Oh, I don't know if he's worth that spot though. It depends on the salary. I don't know what a salary is. I know it's like three hundred, four hundred k somewhere in that mark. 
Let's look that shit up, man. Let me go on it. I'll, I'll be the stats guy tonight. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. He's valued at 300000 doesn't say what his... I got it. It doesn't say salary. I don't see it. You got it. That's what you do. The stat guy. Um, 271. That's cheap. Yeah, that's cheapish. Not it's cheapish. It's not Matty Vera at six hundred thousand dollars wearing a fucking Austin you, FC you, jersey. You'd imagine Nelson would get a would get a raise if we sign him permanently, though. Yeah. Oh. It also Speak- depends on what the fee is too. If he's a U twenty two. Hey, are you Vera out now after this Austin FC jersey? No, I could care less. Oh, I care. I really uh, don't. I care so I think, much. I think he's really out of touch to post that, but like. Uh, he, I think it's, it's more repping his buddy than repping Austin. Did you see play in the World Cup? No. So what the fuck's he wearing it for? Like, are they playing a pickup game later? Like, that's the thing. Like, I guess they're just buddies. I don't know. Send him to I th- Austin. I think it was really out of touch, and I think he should have known that it would have stirred up controversy posting the video. But I'm sure he did because. They usually have a PR person who kind of advises them. At least he makes enough money that he might, or at least a good friend. They're like, yo, maybe don't wear the the, the jersey of an in-state team, uh, especially when your club hates them, and we just signed a six who's better than you. Like, read the yeah. room. Read the room, Maddie. All right, back to these signings. So we've knocked out Achara. I've knocked out. Mikhailin Achara, you've knocked out Tarbell and Achara. So I'm going to guess your second best signing is Mikhail. Yeah, I really How- like him. What do you like about him? He's strong, I think. He's very calm on the ball. He when He's young. When we played against Montreal, he really looked like he belonged. He did not look out of place whatsoever. And I think that's really telling because a lot of younger players, you throw them in there kind of environment because what he came on at halftime in a game we were already losing. Usually players like that are gonna get a little nervous, but he looked he looked like he's been there done that. Yeah. He did look kind of calm. Yeah. A little collected. So I put I guess mine would be Tarbell. And uh I think I've already talked about him enough. He's in my eyes, he very well could be the one that they think replaces Clark in a few years. And if he comes in when Clark, if Clark gets hurt or needs a break, I don't, I wouldn't be worried. I would not be worried at all. And that's, it sucks for Michael Nelson, but Mikey, you had, you had ample chances and it just, it didn't work out for you. You look at all the other keepers we've gotten rid of, they've gone to USL and they've done really well. Very well. So that's probably where Mikey's headed at some point. But New Mexico United, hopefully. I wish we would start a pipeline with them just for you. Yo, Pat, Ted, if you're listening, make yeah. New Mexico United our, uh, what do they call it, in football manager? Affiliate. Yeah, we want an affiliation. We want to send our old folks and young kids there. And we want their best. Do it for Joey. That would be great. Well, last and certainly not considered a, a horrible signing at all is Artur from uh, Columbus. It's just a, a great signing. Tell me why. 
I mean, it's what this team is crying out for. It's crying out for a six to kind of complete the four three three. And I've talked about it before. Vera to me is not a six. He's an eight. So if we're starting Vera out at the six, I think it's just such a waste of his talent. And he just doesn't play the role well. No. And then we got a guy like Artur who really excels in that position and just completes the formation. Cause I think it's definitely a four, three, three at this point. I still see people wanting a four, two, three, one at that. It, it makes no sense at this point. Why There's nobody to play that. Her? Yeah. Cause then yeah. you're wasting Hector Herrera. You're wasting Coco. Neither one of them are six. Unless you and, play and with I, a six and eight to 10, which you're asking yeah. to fucking murder down a side. You need a defensive wing, a defensive left back or right back. Yeah. Whatever that and is. we've, I've, I've talked about this and in, in Hachada a lot. If we played a double pivot of Coco and Herrera, we are going to get absolutely exposed. Absolutely exposed. It wouldn't even be funny. Yeah. I still think... So I uh, think this was just sensible. Yeah, and he's only 26. Yeah. I mean, some Columbus fans I've seen are pretty happy about it, but it's because that puts Aiden Morris as their guaranteed starter, and he's, he's a stud. So I don't blame them because I bet you in a few years when Brooklyn Reigns is looking like a stud and we get rid of Arthur, I'm going to be happy about it too to get Brooklyn Reigns in there. Yeah. Who I hope I, uh... is his backup this year. Oh, I think uh, who's backup? Arthur? I think it'll be Maddie yeah. if we don't change him, trade him. I Better. disagree. You know, I think be. you'd make Brain, Reigns as Reigns would be Arthur's backup. And then Vera would be Herrera's backup, and then Castilla would be Coco's backup. He's still a child, though, physically. That's the yeah, uh, you got to throw him out. Well, you don't have to. I mean, look at uh, was it Freddie Adu? They threw him out and they fucking ruined him. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you got to throw. I think you got to take a leap of faith with players sometimes. I think. Uh, that's what the rebels did with uh Tyler Adams. He didn't look very strong physically. They just threw him out. He was great. Yeah, Tyler Adams is wonderful. God, it'll be if God, Brook, oh, Brooklyn Reigns would be that would be great if he turned out to be a percentage of the player that Tyler Adams is. It, I like Reigns really reminds me of Adams. That's that's kind of the profile I see Reigns being. Yeah. Well, I'm happy Super- Super agile six. I'm happy with Artur. This roster right now, and he still needs a lot of work. Uh, we've made a couple front office signings for the, what was it, director of methodology, yep. the strength and conditioning, and then another one. I don't know who it was. Something was um, ben Bartlett. It was something sports science or something? Yeah. Well, Ben Bartlett's the director of methodology. I know that because I got to follow it. It was like Ben Bartlett has followed you. I was like, oh, tight. Ben Bartlett followed sports the podcast. Man. Yeah, that's what we got today. Ben followed the podcast where we don't just bash the fucking players. So maybe Ben will like it. Some people, yeah, bash them, man. Now we we'll never understand that. Go ahead, man. Can we, can we talk about how people bashed Acharo when we signed him? Oh, that that's, like yeah, oh, that just bugs me, man. Because you know, imagine you're you're a char himself. Like he's he's a he's a dude. Like he's he's, a he's person. Not like a fictional FIFA player. He's a, he's a dude. And to get announced to this new club and have people just constantly hating on you, and this like how how is that going to make this dude feel? He's never even stepped on the field for us. 
I mean, Pat clearly signed him as a as a squad player, so it's not like even you could really hate on Pat too much either, because it's not a waste of a roster spot. It's a one year deal. Yeah. It's I kind just, of a prove it contract. Here's some more proof. I, I posted something today on Twitter. It was like, I don't I don't bash my club. I don't bash my players. I, I, I might question, but I'm never like he's shit. Some parts of their some parts of their game might be shit. Okay. Like Darwin Quintero, his defense was primarily lacking and shitty, but he's also 36. Zarek Valentin officially joined Minnesota United today. And I went on there and Zarek posted a thing. And Houston Dynamo posted a thing. And there's all these people wishing him well. Here's the thing, guys. Those of us that do this, like we're, we're a pretty tight community. It's not a lot of people. If you're not going to be treated like a person when he's with the club, don't suddenly be his best friend when he leaves. Like, don't say anything. If you're going to sit here and, and talk bad about it, and I have nothing bad to say about Zarek. He lost a step. Age got him. Phenomenal man. Fucking wonderful man. Natural leader. But he no longer fit our club as a player. It's not That doesn't mean he's garbage yeah. or he's terrible or he's shit. He no longer fit. And these people, they bash these guys. And you forget, we have feelings, right? We all do. And like Joey said, when you're bashing them, they see it. And it's like, I haven't even put my boots on and stepped on the pitch and kicked the ball. And they already fucking hate me. Yeah. Like, like these players have social media. Like, yeah. I don't bash any of them. I'll bash other teams' players all fucking day because I'm loyal. But when they come here, I love them. Like, that's what yeah. it kills me, man. Think Zarek was that bad last year either. No. He wasn't. He stepped in. He was fine. He stepped he only in. played a few games. His first, the game he started, we won. Yeah. One of his games he started, there was like, oh, fuck, Valentin. Yo, what you don't see if you're not at the game and if you're not jumping around in the supporter section the whole time, you'd not see Zarek organize the back line. That's what was missing this year. It was usually Parker that does it and the goalkeeper. And Marco Marich was fucking terrible at it. But when you added Parker with Zarek, man, the back line looked totally different. Tim Parker looked different that game. It was just he brought a different energy, and he's a leader who loves to put baby powder on his balls. Yeah, but he's, we he's have to lead. look for the future for Dorsey. He's got to take up that reign. Well, I mean, I we'll see. It'd be nice. Who who's the leader now? Because I don't I don't see it. I don't see Hector Herrera stepping into that role. I see it trying to be forced on him, but I, I can't imagine him willingly taking it. Although. During the, uh, did you see him in the World Cup? How we tried to motivate the team when they were getting smoked, they were losing. Yeah, yeah. I mean Herrera is going to be a leader on this team for sure, and Steve Clark's a leader too. Yeah, but Tim is uh Tim's gone, so he's that's going to be interesting. The discussions on the back line during the game and the communication. Yeah, and you got young guys like Bartlow, Bartlow, and uh. Junkwa and Dorsey, they got to step into these leadership roles. Well, actually, we don't even know about Junkwa. He still hasn't signed. But I hope he stays, but if he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. Dorsey and Bartlow, they have big shoes to fill, even though they're not really big shoes talent-wise, but as locker room guys and leaders on the field, definitely. Oh, I just got my, my time tonight for my comedy set. 9.40. It's a good nice. time. Right in the fucking middle. Right after... Uh... Oh man, god damn it. Yeah, okay, so 
in Houston, they have these competitions. And the guy that won funniest comic in Houston last year, fuck, I'm going after him. It's fine though. I'm not worried. I've seen him before, man. And like, uh, I saw him one night and he just, the crowd that wasn't with it. So anyway, yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. I get to go. I'll talk to him. He's a cool guy. He's fucking weird. All these comics are weird, man. Oh, dude. All every comedian's weird. Like, like you watch some of these famous comedians, you go and like, you watch their podcasts and stuff. There's some weird dudes. Now you're talking to one. Yeah. You know, they're just, just have a smaller podcast. It's not the size that counts. It's how you use it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I hanging out with these guys. I'm like, yo, I, I'm older in this group because I'm 40. Like a lot of these guys are mid twenties. There's a couple older ones, but a lot of them are mid twenties. And it's like, man, you guys, you guys have so much life to experience. And then when you experience it, it gets easier to tell jokes. Cause then you just tell stories. Like my yeah. set, my set tonight will be, uh, I'll do my movie theater introduction and then I'll tell the story about my special needs son writing fucking poop on a wall at a restaurant, like a big, he wrote it very big, like three foot tall letters spelled perfectly. And this is a kid that we didn't know if he would ever like be able to write or talk or he's not going to have a normal life, but he's severely disabled. And this motherfucker goes up there and just surprised me and wrote poop spelled perfectly. <laughs> that story is always pretty good. That's a good one. But yeah, man, I'm with you on the fans, dude. Like, I understand y'all are frustrated, but it doesn't do any good just to be negative all the time. It's just a whole new era, too. Like, Ted has owned the team for a year and a half. Passed in the GM for only a season. Like, you can't hate on these front office guys, too. And I got some people hating on Hollitcher, the youth, the youth academy director, too. He's only been here for five years. You know, you know how long it takes to to overturn an academy? I'm just like pissed. Five my... years is not enough. I'm just upset my son's not in the academy. He's played with them. <laughs> he's he's played with them. He's guest he's guest played on their team, but he's not in it. He can't fucking just get it to stick. So kind of sucks, but it's fun. I get to watch him slice up people. He's got a big tournament. They're right. Hey, his fucking team. They, these rankings don't really matter, but they're ranked 21st in South Texas in his age group. Like that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's solid. He's Texas 13. usually has good youth sports for every sport. Yeah, and you got all those those Dallas clubs up there, man. They're loaded. But KDSG is phenomenal. KDSG is really good, and Rise isn't bad, and uh, Albion Hove is good. But uh, yeah, he's he's got a big tournament this weekend, and I'm not going to be able to see but one game because I got to work. Ah. Uh, Fucking oh well, they get to go on a cruise this summer because I'm working extra, so they'll forgive yeah. me. Yeah. Well, hey man, we will record before uh, the holiday season kicks off, or as I like to say, Christmas. But to all yeah. our uh, our Jewish fans, or Muslim fans, or Kwanzaa fans, I don't know what they're called, Kwanzanians, Kwanzaa people, <laughs> and the Christians, y'all have some happy holidays this uh, coming up. Enjoy yourself. And uh Joe, you think they'll ever love Ben Olson the way I love Ben Olson? It's gonna just depend on how we if we win or not. I think if we have success, everyone will love him. Well, if they give him this roster, he'll be fucking fired after two years. This roster right now needs a lot of work. 
a lot of work. God, so much. And like, let's go. Let's put some some news out there and let's be realistic about our expectations. Raul Jimenez would be cool. That'd be cool. So, so here's the thing with the transfers. I think people are already getting frustrated and that's kind of weirding me out because the windows just opened two weeks ago. Like there's only been like a few transfers in MLS period. Yeah. And, and a, lot made... of like the tr- a lot of the intra-league moves have been involving us. How many have we made? Five? Signed Mikhail, Artur, Tarbell, uh, Echefenaria. We traded away Fafa and Parker. That's six. Yeah, we've been involved Six a fucking lot. moves. And then when it comes to like foreign transfers, like we're in the middle of a World Cup in December. Like teams aren't negotiating player sales right now, probably till the World Cup's over and until January when their window opens. I think Houston Dynamo admin need to stop announcing when we re-sign EMLS athletes because all they get is hatred and vitriol. Jordy Reyes was immediately asked if he could play the wing. It's like, dude, <laughs> leave, leave him alone. He plays video games for a living. Fucking hater. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's yeah. pretty good. At, oh, I'm sure he is. We have the fans. We need to just calm down, let them do their thing. Come the end of the window in May. If we haven't signed people, yes, we should all be pissed. But it's it's December 8th. Well, I want this team assembled and ready when preseason starts so they can they're gonna need time to mesh and gel. I don't think I don't think that's realistic though. I think there's so much change that needs to happen. I don't even I, I don't think we see a f- complete roster until even the summer moves. Well, I mean to be let's be fair here. To make a roster the way we all think it needs to be, I don't think you can do it in a window. It's possible, but you gotta nail it. You know, you gotta hit on all your fucking shots. And it never yeah, happens. Exactly. It never happens. But Joey, you know what time it is? What time is it? It is time for us to wrap this shit show up. All right. Let's do it. Joey, you're going to need to sign off. Like You're going to need to say something before I do the old goodbye thing. I'll let you think about it for the next one. Deal? Deal. All right. Anyway, boys and girls, that is it. That's the Houston Dynapod Podcast. I'm Finn with Joey Stats. And as always, go Dynamo. The lease is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.